0: Guys, it's Nettie again, and you are listening to Women of the Wills. Today we're back again with Mando Mythos for covering episodes five and six of The Mandalorian. I'm joined again with my awesome co-host, Megan. Say what's up, Megan. (laughs) Hi. And yeah, today we're gonna talk about the most recent two episodes. Honestly, for this I, I I really love the whole Mando Mythos but like I feel like for these two episodes we should just go back to calling it Mando Mayhem for a moment cuz dude me- <laughs> dude what is happening I have some I have some stuff though I do I have some stuff No yes of yeah. course as always we will yeah. infuse our discussion with some very Lord. intellectual analysis but also like mayhem mayhem Um also small disclaimer for um our listeners um I now have a kitten and I know if I kick him out of my room, he's just going to scream at the door. Mm-hmm. So he's in here and he's currently playing with the bell toy. So if you hear strange noises, that's my cat, not an alien. I mean, he is an alien too, but alien. cats are aliens. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. So Nettie and I were going to do another, do an episode after episode five, because we had the time We're all can't, like, but mm-hmm. we're like, I don't know if I want to talk about it yet. And it was a wanted to see if the next episode, Gave us more Or if they were related at all So like I'm glad mm-hmm. we waited Because now I just kind of want to briefly talk about Episode 5 um, That's how I feel about it I want to rant about it for like a minute <laughs> And then try <laughs> to say something intelligent about it um, Like We have We've seen a trust fund white boy in Canon Well not mm-hmm. white, white boy but like Kaz is a trust fund baby he yeah, doesn't kinda. know better but he learns. and right. he this stupid bounty hunter wannabe was like the guy who shows up on the first day of college without any notebooks or pens and is all like, uh I just need to pass this so I can go be my dad's like pr- you know, no, inherit his company." Like it was just like, "Okay, who are you? <laughs> You're the worst." Um, the best part of that episode was Amy Sedaris being um Pelly because yes. Like that was that was about it. Was, and the fact great. that the fact that there are pit droids just made me happy. I have often been compared to a pit droid. So I <laughs> felt a little <laughs> felt a connection there. Um, but it's just so funny to see the three of them running around like, yes, pit droids. Yes. they have been um, very happy to see them on screen. I literally screamed. I I personally have been a huge fan of Ming Nawen 4 years and years. Um I if you don't know the woman who is playing the um the assassin they were after. Um her name is Ming Na Wen. She is the voice of Mulan, um, from the original animated film. She um, is the speaking voice for both of the both of the animated movies and she was the record Ralph Mulan, etc. Um, she's also she stars on Agents of Shield as Agent May, um, who's literally the most badass female Marvel character (laughs) ever. (laughs) Um, But she's also just great with her fans. She's great with um, she's just such a positive role model. So I was so excited um, for her to announce that she was going to be part of um, Mandalorian. I was actually at the D23 panel when she came out and said she was. And I was like, oh my god, dreams come true. She's Mm -hmm. in all three franchises. What is happening? Um, But I am so disheartened by her role yep and and not not even in just the she's a female poc in a mo- in a star wars live action that was killed off immediately like yeah that in itself is aggressively problematic and that's like but also i feel like there's just so much wasted talent and definitely her her even her fight scene was so dark takes place in the middle of the night you couldn't even see what was happening Mm -hmm. like she's a trained martial artist and here we have her punching a white boy in the dark like it it was frustrating just in that alone like if you have someone like that as a guest star like use her right Um, but i hope since we did see someone approach her at the end of the episode i hope that means she's coming back Right. And like the, I the same feelings that you have about her very quick, you know, death in the, in the show and talking about, you know, if she's going to come back, I feel like there's definitely a possibility because I keep thinking, like I've, I've watched, I've seen the episode like twice. This is the only one I've only seen under three times. And <laughs> like I, I gotta say this is my least favorite episode out of everything that we've gotten so far um but they it did focus a lot on uh best car and mm-hmm. how best car can stop uh bullets pretty much and it was pointed out several times and it happens a few times as well so it makes me wonder she's like this top assassin right like everybody's right. like terrified of her no can't touch her oh she, but they caught her so easily the best out there and then you just kind of Shooter, point blank like that like that's it well and like how I mean she got it Garthal. is very it is very appropriate that the privileged white boy just oh. got the upper hand without any like can you like uh. this random dude who just wanted to prove himself so he could join the cool kids club you don't even go like, here like this is like the TP the house so you get in the club thing dude like kills the top assassin just by like Letting her get like getting her to get put her guard down. I, I don't even... and and there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion about Jay Filoni's treatment of women, and yeah. like and you know, his animated things are different because those are characters that are established in the greater storyline. But, um, but like the writing in the this is time. something new and it's not good. Like, yeah, I, I. Don't really... And, you know, the positive things to say about the episode. A lot more character development for Mando. Mm -hmm. um, Some really cute scenes with Baby Yoda. (laughs) I mean, the child being kind of the only comic relief in this episode was okay. Like, it wasn't really... He was being cute. And Mm -hmm. Amy Sedaris in the 80s wig was all like okay well i'm gonna be the strange crazy aunt in the desert who's gonna take care of you but (laughs) um yeah just in general it was a didn't really sit well with me and i don't think it sat well with a lot of people Mm um i'm sure it sat well with the middle-aged um fans who've been watching it on their couch at disney plus without necessarily analyzing it as hard as we do but um you know, if you're a middle-aged white man who's loved Star Wars since you were seven, you probably liked this episode because there were Jawas, there was a Dewback, there was right. a, gun, like, a gunfight, there was... Um, and, it seemed a lot more catered to, like, that yeah. audience, in my and opinion. The, and, like, talking in terms of, like, only, you know, like, people, you know, who possibly don't analyze it as much as we do, that maybe it sat better with them. I, I, true, I guess, but it's like you yeah, have I mean, okay. My 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 dad, for instance, like again, I watch all these episodes for the first time with my family, and even he was like, "No, this ain't no, this ain't it." Yeah, like, I, I mean, I watched them. I watched like, them alone, so I don't have anyone else's um, yeah opinion to bounce like, off. But well not, not even just that the, not even just the, the stereotype of that yeah uh, demographic, but like if you're not actively thinking about representation when you watch things like we are. I don't know if this is going to like, if I, I don't know if they're going to get away with it. Right. And again, that goes to say, like, talking about how possibly people who aren't concerned about like, you know, the diversity and like inclusion and stuff like that tends to be, you know, people that are not people of color. And it's my, my father's a person of color. So it's like, he, he noticed that like right off the bat. And my brother as well. And it's like, yeah, I agree. And it's like, it can't be that easy. You know, I I keep thinking that like, there's no way, like it's, that was too easy. They've hyped her up on being on this show. The actress herself has hyped herself up being on the show for a while. And it's like, but you are like, yeah. I know she's a fan. Mm-hmm. Of Star yeah. Wars, and I know she. I know she's a big part of the company, and she's been a big part of the company for two yep. decades. And she was very excited, so yes. that makes me a bit more optimistic that there's more for her. Mm-hmm. Because I don't even know if she would have let them do this to her character, right? If she cares that much. So again, I, I we don't know, and there's hope. Mm-hmm. I know IMDb isn't current, like or IMDb doesn't really post the whole. Um, I was checking through the um, the cast, and they mm-hmm. don't have all the episodes up, so we don't know they're not right. letting us see that spoiler. But um, yeah. the I'm worried that the people who don't actively think about these things are the ones who make these decisions. And mm. um, I'm the kind of person who is you know <laughs> I, I innocent until proven guilty with everyone, so I got a little defensive when I heard people. We're talking about how you know dave floney's writing and i was like don't don't mess with the man who's made a lot of good things but like he needs to be held accountable for it and right. i hope that it's a learning experience and i hope that he is held accountable but and yeah, yeah. we'll see how it pans out again because we don't yeah we don't you know back, but um, as far as the actual episode goes do you want to walk through it pretty quickly um sure uh oh a uh, quick fun fact about uh Ming-Na's character. Uh, Her name is Fennec Shand. Um, Fennec is actually a type of desert fox. I don't know if you guys know that. It's called a Fennec fox. And I just thought it was the coolest thing So I'm like, wait, Fennec, and she's in the desert. And like Mm -hmm. Fennec foxes are like these teensy little critters with these huge ears. And like, they look so cute, but they can mess you up. (laughs) Just like you. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm like, oh, just like, just like me now when, like, she looks adorable, but she can mess you up. <laughs> no, like, um, so that was cool. But, um, yeah, that aside, the um, opening of this is, like, like, pretty much everything. Extremely OT. Um, we open to Mando being shot at um, by another... Bounty hunter out of the guild, I I, I think it was who yeah. is after just like him for the yeah for the target. Time's up, Mando. Hand you're... over the asset, or you're gonna be blown up. And then he no oh, no 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 no. The best part, I can bring you in cold. <laughs> and then, he's like, then he he does this awesome. Mando does this awesome move. And he ends up behind. But he's him. like, that's my line. <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> I scream. Um. The you know, he blows people up mm-hmm. because he's protecting his child. He's protecting child. He's um, protecting the baby, and then they land on Tatmean. He actually like does it properly. Like he calls in and they give him a landing platform and everything. Mm-hmm. I want to point out that this is Mos Espa, not Maesili.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, people are all like, ah, they got. I guess the I guess the cantina owner died. I'm like, no, it's a different cantina. Um, my favorite little reference was at the end when she's telling the pit droids where to put the body and she says beggars canyon yeah um yeah but um yeah the the so he closest to masaspa is closer to where the homestead on luke's farm was right yes correct okay yeah that's what i thought masaspa was farther away that's why because luke and wedge used to fly through beggars canyon yeah Mm -hmm. and then yeah um the, they land in this, you know, in this docking bay, mm-hmm. and a woman mm-hmm. comes out, you know, words like, you know, she's throwing words. She's very sassy, very funny. Um, I loved her instantly. <laughs> he threatens her pit droids, and they like, they like, whenever they see him for the rest of the episode, they immediately close up. It's They're, so like, funny. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she agrees to fix his ship because he's gonna go get a job, whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes to the cantina, just the general watering hole. We see the cool shot of all the stormtrooper helmets on spikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that we all made a, such a big deal about in the trailer, but it was just a quick shot, which is quick shot. Yeah. Um, and he asks the droid bartender for any jobs he's like the guild doesn't operate here he's like well i need any job i'm not interested in the guild And he's like well you're out of luck and then this random ass white boy's all like hey you need a job be my friend i need help and this punk is like you know playing all cool and he's not like i need help And he's like actually i just need your help so i can get into the cool club and- yeah it's like the the shot over there like they're trying to mimic the way han was presented and a new and, hope for that. And I'm just like, yeah. he could never. <laughs> he could never. <laughs> he could never. Um, it was instant dislike for me personally. I know a lot of people, because like my my one of my friends was texting me as she was watching it. And she's like, Oh, who's this who's this cute white boy at the bar or whatever? And I'm just like, she's like, I like him. <laughs> like, and then she texts me later, she's like, I don't like him. <laughs> 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 and then the- like, oh, he is dead there we go yeah, <laughs> yeah i i wasn't like he looks like um balatik yep like the same grungy random but like balatik cooler than this kid is Balotique's um brother. i can't remember his name <laughs> but like this oh uh, toro i'm just gonna Calican. i'm just calling him my boy um toro is his name toro like a bull except he's not a i don't know he's, he's full bull. of bull yeah that's it there you go all right (laughs) so bullcrap um yep the you know of course the one job he needs to prove himself is like the hardest job ever and he just happens to find the right like badass warrior dude in the bar to help him and he's all like hey random stranger help me do this really hard thing and then you know, he destroys the tracking beacon, and he's all like, "I got it all memorized in my noggin. And then, oh my, you know, really, and and the mano yeah. calls all the shots, like, you know, get the speeder bikes, kid. And he's like, "Oh, look at these—they're Corellian. They're gonna work great." <laughs> and they ride off into the sunset. Um, and the this shot—hang on—I'm gonna talk about that for a second. I I don't know why it just looked so funny to me because when you're in a speeder bike the way those are, they sit back and they're holding onto the bars like this and, like, okay, Toro looks kind of normal, you know, sitting there, but you look at Mando and he looks so, like, I don't know, uncomfortable I guess is the word. He's just kind of there like err Well, it's like, funny oh, to see, like, because, you know, so White Boy, like, puts his goggles on. Yeah. And, like, but, like, Mando just, like, is just there and he in all of it. his armor, just, like, floating. <laughs> um, Important thing we didn't mention, or I didn't mention, um, the white boy sees the child yeah it's like they, what the they heck back. is that well, like because the baby comes out yeah and, and he doesn't, was, it. oh my god <laughs> I was like okay so at the beginning of the episode and he puts him in there and he puts him in like his little bed pallet thing that he has he wraps him in a blanket and puts him down and he leaves him in the ship and I'm like the whole time as this episode is going on I'm like are you seriously gonna leave your child in the closet in the ship and, and like, and it, you know, he's such a, he's such a new dad that he doesn't think that's wrong. <laughs> right, And then Pelly is just like, you can't just leave your leave kid-, kid in the closet. What are you doing? And he's just like, oh, was that not good? Yeah. So distraught, like the baby, he's like, like my dad? My dad? <laughs> <laughs> I took a nap. And I was fine, and he was there, and I wake up, and he's gone. How many years have passed? (laughs) And Pelly's all like, what is that? (laughs) I love when she's like, get him, get us some food. Like, I don't know, something with bones. (laughs) She's just like, i to feed this thing. like, Um, I don't know. But, so, when they take off on the bikes, the white boy sees, um, just sees the child. He doesn't say anything, but he makes a face like, the heck? And then, yeah. like, so there's a there's a subtle recognition, but not actually, like, enough for him to remember that that thing exists. Right. Um, enough for it to be relevant later. hmm And then they take off, and uh, M- Mando teaches white boy lesson number one about paying attention to your surroundings, and says, yeah. see that down there? Oh, yeah, those are the... Oh, also, white boy is racist. Um yeah. Oh, see those, those, oh yeah, those are the sand people. They're like the worst. Something the locals say like that. that they're the worst. And then he's like, well, they're the locals because they're indigenous and you're not. He's like something about like the mm-hmm. savages or something. I know. Like and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like wow, white I boys. Appreciate, <laughs> I appreciated this part so much though, because this is the first time where you actually see the Tuscan Raiders interacting with someone in like nonviolent way. Right. Like be, only because you've had it in literature, but not only because the Mandalorian took time to get off the speed of bike and actually talk to them. And like, I thought that was so cool. Like, and I, I haven't asked because my, my mother knows American sign language and I never did ask her. If that was if sign have, language. If it, if it was ASL. Um, but. I knows, know if anyone knows, let us know. Um, but, um yeah, and like he actually talks to them, and you know, it it, it was good. It was. Is good the only like, is the only other time we see someone positively interacting with the sand people when Anakin um, befriends the one who broke his leg in the Phantom Menace novel. Yeah. Yep. Was that it? Okay. Um, for those who don't know, in the Phantom Menace novelization, there is a whole um, segment where Anakin gets sent to get his pod from, or something from the crash or whatever. And he gets stuck overnight in the desert cause he leaves too late. And he has to, he has an encounter with the sand person and they get injured and he like helps them mm-hmm. and they like trust each other for a minute. Um, but again, we don't really see them as anything but the right. brutal locals. So, like, <laughs> like, no, this is their land you know and it's like wow this one sounds yeah, kind of familiar this is their land they were here first and yeah mandalorian acknowledges that and takes the time to talk to them well yeah and like how he negotiates is just like oh yeah you can have, you can have a squad knocks no worries <laughs> he's like it's hey, like, it's like it's <laughs> new yeah they were new yeah they were and now they're not yours <laughs> not anymore um And then they keep going, and then he says, "What do you see up ahead?" And he's like, "That's a dewback," and there's a dead person hanging off of it. I was so, so. happy to see the dewback. Like, <laughs> oh my god, dewback baby! And it's like, and then they end up um, when he has to go back later on in the episode, and when he's he takes riding it back, the I'm just like, huh. <laughs> I think so I funny. think Neddy should be a galactic zoologist. <laughs> I love aliens. I love aliens. <laughs> Love the little creatures, it's like I just love them so much. Whenever I watch anything now, I'm like, Oh, look, a creature friend I did freak out over. <laughs> but yeah. so, and then they he gets shot at, mm. but it's, it's a sniper rifle that's like super modified. But since he has Beskar on, he, just he doesn't actually get hurt. Um, Jeez. so sad if White Boy had gone out gone out there, he would have gotten shot when fine, push him in front of you, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> He's um, sealed. the stuff happens, they end up using these flash grenades to sneak up on. That was really cool, yeah, it was. Yeah, and totally. I like how they were like, What? Well, isn't she gonna come? Like, no, she has the high ground, she's not going anywhere. She like, has the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> my friend immediately texted me, she was like, The high ground, and like, I immediately knew what she was talking about. It's um, so funny, like, the... these little things that just and dropped. so they they sneak up on our white boy like gets a drop on her but then they like fight but you can't tell what's happening because it's dark yeah and then mando's all like okay guys (laughs) like because he has her pinned down but he doesn't have his blaster Mm -hmm. so Mando's like okay clap yourself and then kid go get your stupid blaster like what are you doing (laughs) yeah like what are you doing and yeah (laughs) they have her cover herself, and they all like wait and then he's like you need we need to get the back,' and the white boy's all like I'm not leaving you with my bounty. Like, why would I do that? And then Samantha's like, "Fine, I'll go get the do back." And mm-hmm. while he's gone, what does our friend Finnick do? But fill his head with lies. <laughs> right. She's well, not really. I mean, him, like, trying he, to talk him down. Um, she's trying to convince him that it's in his best interest to go with her, and mm-hmm. she's not wrong. Her her plan, in theory, makes a lot of sense. Um, it does. It really, but does. she. I <laughs> But she, her character is written so that she's too trusting, which is completely, like, if you were a, if you were one of the best assassins in the galaxy. You don't survive that long being trusting You don't survive that long trusting random white boys who are trying to get their name. Like, I don't even know how that's possible that she would just get shot like that. Like, it just doesn't fit in with the. Character. And she's all like, you know, you know, oh, like I'll, I can get you more money. Also, the Mandalorian, he's a traitor. We can take him in. There's a mm-hmm. there's a bounty somewhere on his head, but also like he has an asset with him. Right. It's like, oh, that's the kid I saw. Yeah, oh, that's right. it's, idea. it's like how how do I know it's that Mandalorian? She's like, well, he has a child with him. It's like, oh, I saw that child. Totally makes sense. Okay, yeah. cool. And then he just shoots her. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, okay. Like, I didn't believe it. Like I just I, I was actually, expecting her to like pop back up and shoot him back or something. Like something. And like, then no, she just she just stays there. And I don't know. Anyways, I don't really yeah. want to complain about it anymore we won't talk about it. Anymore. <laughs> y'all get it. Um so Yeah. Manna comes back, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Takes his due back all the way back to the docking bay. Somehow doesn't get there much after <laughs> my boy um it seems it seems yeah but um he has the kid and Peli hostage mm. he's all like i'm going to take this and i'm going to i'm going to kill you and then he's like okay and he puts down his puts down his blaster and he has and the bro has you go cuff him and then mando's all like i have a flash grenade behind my head and she's Mm -hmm. like wow you're smarter than you look (laughs) and then bang flash he sneaks up on him kills him and then drops baby the best (laughs) part of the episode (laughs) <laughs> and then drops um, the baby. He drops the baby, and then they're all like, oh my god, baby, and they look for him. And he's like 10 feet away, like, hi, dad. <laughs> he's like, this is fun, what are we playing? <laughs> <laughs> behind the barrel, like, what are we doing, fam? And, yeah, he was okay. And, and then, then Mando the takes, takes White Boy's bag of credits, hands it to Belly, and leaves. Yep. And that's it, and nothing has changed. Nothing, yeah. His ship is fixed, that is it. To me, this was like a... Honestly, this was a filler episode in my opinion. And like the the thing at the very end It wasn't even a good filler episode. Well the thing at the very end is like to me the whole reason, I guess, why this episode came was came out, I guess, because then Just again at the same time it was all we saw was a leg, so it's like I don't, I don't Okay, this know. is this is what it took away from the episode. One pit are hilarious. Yes. Two Mando is a Good bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. He knows how to interact with locals. He knows local customs. He knows mm-hmm. how to be smart about things. He's not just bing ping, ping. And yeah, and we—that I mean—that's something that we talk about. And we'll talk about in the next episode. But he's oh, yeah. not about just shooting his way to his goal. Right. He actually does it intelligently. And of course, he ended up with the dumbest person to try to teach that to. But he, there's a lot of character development in that. That. Mm-hmm. Kind of overlooked because it's kind of boring, but um, right, and we took away that uh, you can't mess with him, um, don't he, mess with his child either, or yeah, um, but that's like it. And we also know, I mean, this is only really learn that the guild is after him, um, because he's a traitor, um. Like, yes, the yes the child, but also he's just a traitor. Right. Because, like, oh, a Mandalorian just shot up the guild. Like, hmm. my wonder. And that's about it. But. Yep. And, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's all you really take away from this episode. I mean, again, and, not, not much really happened. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> but still important. Um, yeah. Pelly was amazing. <laughs> was amazing. Mandalorian was amazing as always. And can we officially start calling him the child? It's okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my god, Nettie, guess what? What? I got a magnet for my car that says my child can levitate your child and it has the child on it. Oh my god! I got it at the park. It's an official license product. Really? Oh, that's cool. There's also a phone case that says like he protect, he attack, he snack or something, and it has like Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. So, that's so cool. And there's another one that's like clear and has like little baby. So the product is coming guys. It's coming. I need to see these. I haven't seen these yet. Um, that sounds so cute though. Anyways. So are we going to move on? Anything else to say on that? No, nothing else to say. <laughs> that one was directed by Dave Filoni, not just yeah. written, but it was directed by Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, this that's, is the second episode, um, written and directed by him. Yes. Um, but yeah, moving on moving on so next episode we open up and what is this one called i forgot the prisoner Um, the prisoner okay and which is an interesting title because who's the prisoner yeah and (laughs) we open up and the mandalorian and it lands in this um I, it's, like, this, like, space thing just out there floating in space. And there's this guy that comes out, and I'm just, like, Santa Claus? <laughs> I'm, like, this is C.O. Bibble 2.0. This is – we have another Santa Claus in Star Wars. <laughs> like, they're related. I'm C.O. Bibble's brother. And um, he comes out, and apparently these two guys have, have known each other, interacted with each other. And – How old do you think – the Mandalorian is yeah, I mean I'm okay, here's my thing. He's gonna take the mask off at some point, and okay, we... but Pedro Pascal is in his Pedro, Pedro Pascal Pedro, right? can either look like he's twenty five like or like <laughs> the man can change, so it's like i have I, I think, in my opinion, I feel like he's like you know late mid thirties. Um that's what I'm thinking. He's not in his twenties. No. I don't think so. It's like anyways. So it. he's old enough to have well I get wait, we can do the math, can't we? And he could have been pretty young too though. Hold on. We you math. Know. How old do you think he is in the flashbacks of the war? Flashbacks of the war he looks about I would say eight years old. Eight? I'd say eight. Okay, so if that was Clone Wars... hold on. Hold on I'm thinking yeah. eighteen twenty six plus wait. <laughs> if so the it was probably during the war so he was probably born in like 27 no 26 bby maybe and maybe. then we'll, okay BBY and then okay think think zero bby and then this Skywalker twins are 18 so 18 is when they're born so probably 2 years before that um, so 20 and then this is what 5 years after he's not 25 Four. no 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 i i was thinking if he was born if he was 8 years old let's just assume that that's the end oh, of right. the phone one okay my math is bad yeah, so he's like math. 31 yeah around okay i think <laughs> my I math know. is bad i don't know, okay so he's in his 30s he's not yeah. old but he's yeah. been around mm-hmm. he's been around <laughs> um yeah uh definitely been around in more ways than one as we'll uh, see <laughs> episode, definitely um, talk about that um but yeah and so talks. he gets he basically ends up on this job That he doesn't know anything about. He doesn't know who he's with. And he shows up and he's with all these people who he either doesn't like or he has history with. This whole time I'm over here screaming, where is your child? (laughs) Did you leave him in the ship again? I was like, is he in the ship again? Didn't we just talk about this? I like, did you learn nothing? (laughs) Did you take him to like baby daycare? Is there like a little space station somewhere where you take all your random force sensitive adoptive children? Or, you know where was he? I was like, where is um, he? And all these um, lovely characters. I <laughs> lovely did not like characters. a single one of them. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, I was like, like, you know, I love meeting new people and like, you know, <sighs> like, okay, I like this random character, but like, I did not like a single one of them. It was because of the way that they interacted with the Mandalorian that I did. I mean, also, like. yeah, like, like, okay, you have the Deveronian and you have the Imperial sharpshooter guy. I love the. I like so I, I, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. <laughs> like, like whoa, touchy. Whoa, like it was so funny how that was thrown in there. He's just like Mandalorian's, like really. He's a good, good shot, you know. Okay, stormtrooper. Hmm, that's funny. And then you have the droid unit, who is didn't really have a personality to him.
1: He, he was just... Zero. He was zero personality.
0: He was just <laughs> droid. You know, doing what he was made to do. And then, um, then you have... Okay, if I had to pick a favorite out of all of them, it would be her. It would be Xeon, who is the purple twe-like with the very sharp teeth, who really seems... Either she's talking a lot of trash, or she has a history with Mr. Mando. And a very interesting history about um, they all get introduced to each other and she is like all up in his face like just all in there like it was like don't you remember me or like how's it going and everybody's like what does he look like under there she's like a lady never tells and all this stuff and it's like so so like, she was heartbroken after you left mando and she's like no i wasn't and all this junk and i was like i learned everything from him or all the professionalism and i'm just like her- hey, you don't seem very professional <laughs> her character <laughs> bothered me in several ways okay, okay first of all if you're ready for this i Mm-hmm. I have a lot of opinions about Twi'leks and their culture. And um, so, okay, first thing, uh-huh. her Cockney accent. Okay, so first of all, this is Natalia Tenna, mm-hmm. who we all know as Nymphadora Tonks. She mm-hmm. was whats Your face in Game of Thrones. I did not process that this was her yeah. until I saw the credits. Same. But so before I knew it was her, I was like, why does she have a rough British accent? Because... In canon, British accents are indicators of core imperial world. core worlds mm-hmm. and the upper class. Right. So it's like, okay, what's with this weird? Because we don't know anyone else who speaks like that, right? A Twi'lek that speaks to the Cockney accent? Don't think. Yeah. So. <laughs> don't think don't there's mind. one of those. I mean, like, especially because the well, the, the accent that um the accent that we we know of Twi'leks is uh, kind of a. French Canadian accent. Mm-hmm. Um, again, though, it could be because they are the second most numerous species right. in the galaxy. Right. So I mean, uh, most so likely- it's less about yeah. like her not being from directly from that culture, but like, where did she get the Cockney accent? Well, and that shows um, too in her character. She's very far removed from. She's very wild. The Twilix that we know. Um, of. Second, second of all. I'm so tired of them sexualizing Twi'leks. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, for yeah. those who don't know, Twi'leks historically have been used as sex slaves because, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So that put me off. Also, the knife throwing seemed really out of place. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, like, I, I like it was cool. But I was I, like, I like crazy, like, hypersexualized cockney twi'lek with rose knives seemed just very far removed from the twi'leks we know right and like again i think that was part of the point like i mean y'all know that Hera's my different. favorite yeah so i was imagining like Hera like meeting her and being like what are you like are you are need you? to get your life together <laughs> what is this and like yeah I, it, it reminds me though because like we see twi'leks like like we've seen it notably um what's his name from java's palace who's like you know Far removed from any Tweelix that we know. He's like ugly, disgusting, good Fortuna. Yes. Insane. And then, like, other than that, then you have, you have like Hera. You have Hera. Ula, you and have then, Hera. Ula, and then, then you have this. <laughs> and, well, then the other random Tweelix you see hanging on people in bars. Right. And again, it's like obviously they're not all going to be the same because, you know, everybody, you know, different, different personalities. Different, it's a big stuff. galaxy. But, I agree with that part of her character. I didn't. I didn't really care for that because you know we see that all the time. And again, she she was the only female character in the show in this episode. Um, don't know how I felt about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, and no, she's not. Oh the fighter pilot at the end, but anyways. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Um, oh, yeah. Anyways, they have this stupid mission to rescue this prisoner from a high-security Republic transport, mm-hmm. which is dumb in itself. Well, okay, because, like, at first when we were talking about that, I'm like, is it, like, an Imperial that they're trying to get out of there? Like, cause that's what I was thinking, because they were talking about how it was kind of misleading at the beginning, because they were talking about it being, like, a high-profile target or something like that, that they had to get out of there. And that's the whole, I guess that was the whole point, because this whole setup was intended to literally set up Mando. Right. This whole thing. So, I mean, it makes sense. But I was I, I was kind of like, you know, like, who is that? Who's in there? Who's the prisoner of the internet? Well, to and to then, and they, you know, they open it, they open up the freaking... Seldor, and it's just another stupid tweet. like, it's just like, this dumb dude with like, this, I mean, okay, all of the men in this episode are trash. They are, besides Mando. Except Mando. I mean, even Santa Claus is trash. Santa Claus is really Um, trash. Like, what? (laughs) So, they break into this prison, they have a stupid plan that they just go for, they don't really talk about it, they're just like, okay, this is the plan we're going, and then the droids all like, your ship sucks, and then... (laughs) They hate, like, and um, they all go down while they're on their way to like the transport thing, and they're in the back of the ship. And it ends up being, I don't even, it's something they, they talk about Ma- Mandalorian's mask, and then they end up kind of ganging up on him and trying to take it off. And I'm like, <laughs> don't don't because like I I want it really looked to me I was scared of like please don't take the mask off him because like that would be just awful like do I want him to be unmasked yes but like this no no this was quite horrible they were literally like making fun of like him and his beliefs you know that he had and just the way of life that he lived and I was really sad I was like this is terrible. You guys are all terrible. You guys are all trash. I dislike every single one of you. <laughs> and then they tried to force the helmet off of him, and somebody ends up bumping into a button or something. I don't even remember how it happened. Yeah, he, like, he like yeah. the Mandalorian and the Devronian like, get in a fight. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, hits the button that opens the door. Yeah. Um, do you want do you want some cast fun facts now? Sure. While we're talking about the crew. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays the Deveronian, his name is Clancy Brown. Um, you would know him. He's the voice of Mr. Krabs in the SpongeBob movie. What? Oh my god, I didn't know He uh oh my god, no, 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 sorry. Uh he's he's been Mr. Krabs for twenty years. Uh, he's, been, he's been Mr. Krabs C- since 1999. Oh my gosh! You guys have no idea how much I love SpongeBob, okay? Oh, he, oh wait, he's also. Oh, I know who this is. He's uh-huh. also King Frederick in the Tangled series. He's. Mm- um. Oh, he's in. You would know him from a lot of animated things. Wait, they're the. Oh my god. <laughs> really? Um, oh my god! He's Ryder Azadi. In Rebels, dude, I can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. Oh my god, okay,
1: yeah, because yeah, I know
0: Ryder Azadi and then the king from the Tangled series. Oh, you know, the same person, the same yeah, voice. yeah, obviously, but yeah, no, oh, it's, man. uh, okay, so we know him, he's another Star Wars veteran. That's cool. Oh my god. That's Sophia cool. the First, The Flash. Oh, wow, uh, he's done a lot of voice a lot acting. Of animated. A lot yeah. of voice acting. So this is like. But a, yeah, he's been Mr. Krabs five ever. That's um, so cool, and I did not know Mr. Krabs. Wait, 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 wait! It's funny because. Wait, 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 wait! He was Savage in Clone Wars. I can hear it. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. So, anyways, that another an Star Wars veteran. Resume. There, right. Sure. Wow. Um, so, and then the guy who plays um, Amanda uh, Mayfield mm-hmm. is... Um, you would know him from a lot of guest stars and a lot of live-action stuff. Um, nothing Star Wars? Um, but I guess he was a recurring character on Breaking Bad. Yeah. And um, the guy who plays the brother... Prisoner dude mm-hmm. I forgot also thing. no Star Wars, but he's mando on Sesame Street that's ironic boy, boy. he was also an a recurring character on like the Good Wife um oh. and then did you notice our cameo um our other Clone Wars cameo no. Because I didn't until I read the until I read the credit. No, I didn't until I looked on IMDb and I was like, he wasn't in that episode. The Republic soldier who's in the control room—that's mm-hmm. Matt Lanter. That's the voice of Anakin. It is. It is. Oh my god! I didn't like look at his face because I was too distracted by like everything else going on. But that's Matt Lanter, dude. So I—they brought. <laughs> I'm I'm sure Dave was like, "Hey, Matt." <laughs> Help and then he just showed up. Like I'm sure it was just a like very That's so cool. Um but so yeah, Matt lanter is the voice of animated Anakin. Um mm. but thought that was really funny. That is funny. Um, I didn't know that. And then the obviously Natalia Tenna we talked about. uh uh-huh. um, as zion she's known for a lot. What about the droid? Was the, droid the droid was voiced by Richard Iode, who is a another just TV actor. Oh okay. He was the ice cream cone in the Lego movie too. Uh, okay, <laughs> like A lot of like um he was the Oh he was he was recurring on the IT crowd. Ah uh, okay. Um okay just another like different voice acting and tv spots um but and then the last three cameos of are um so it's dave filoni rick famuiwa i can't pronounce that, i'm not gonna change deborah chow um yep. so i think they're just three like director buddies did you get their character names Yes, uh, a tra- trapper wolf, Jim <laughs> Dodger, and Sash Ketter. <laughs> Guess which one Dave Filoni was. <laughs> he, um, I, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, "Oh, hi, Dave." It like, took me a second. I was like, <gasps> "Oh my god!" <laughs> as I was looking, I'm like, "Wait, wait, what?" <laughs> that was the coolest thing. I was freaking out, and my parents are like, "What?" <laughs> um who is that and i'm like it's different obviously um deborah chow she's gonna yeah. direct the kenobi series um kenobi. she directed chapter three mandalorian she directed she's Was going to direct Anakin? chapter seven she is yep <gasps> i didn't realize she directed series of rain that's fine she direct, yeah so she's she directed Jessica Jones. Yeah, so she And then and then Taika with T V is doing the last episode. Gotcha. Mom. Um okay. and then- I did not know she was doing two episodes. Yeah, she's doing a that. second one. And then um That's fun. Oh, Bring Bryce Dallas Howard back too, please. Mm-hmm. Please. The next, episode, the next episode. Um Rick Famu Faiu Fayu- Fayu- Rick D- directed episode two and this episode. Yep. So um they're just director buddies. Who made a cameo with some pilots so um yeah the anyways so pretty impressive so where were we um that was cool though um okay so oh yeah so they find uh the child in the closet (laughs) and they're like look at this pet you have a pet i didn't expect you to be a pet person and no, i was like don't no. talk about my child like that and then he looks at zeon and he looks at the middle like did you two make that and i'm like oh i'm like how did do, do you see this and then do you see them how would that come from okay that's fine unless you know you take off the there's this funny comic by the way online where i think it's where the Mandalorian unmasks and Omera is there and she's just like looking at him for a second and he's like, is this not what you expected? And she's just like, no, it's fine. And then there's like a thought bubble over her head of a Yoda with facial hair. (laughs) And (laughs) I was like, okay. Uh, um, But yeah, so no, they did not Make that as he put it, and <laughs> um, they he has what's his name? I forgot his name. I was forget his name. I didn't bother to remember anybody's names besides the yawns right? And what um, the bald guy from Breaking Mayfield. Up. Mayfield, um, so Mayfield is holding the child, and then he all of a sudden just goes like he's gonna drop it. Like I know. Gonna- <laughs> drop I my blood pressure rose <laughs> like don't I do got that. so don't mad. I was like you don't you dare like, I oh that was what sealed my hatred for the character and everybody else who was laughing and you can just see the Mandalorian's like steaming like I wouldn't yeah even steam and come out of his helmet I was just like oh he's mad but. The baby does end up being dropped when the stupid droid from the front doesn't tell anybody that he's starting the approach on the prisoner ship thing floating in space. And it's just like, just makes like this super sharp turn and everybody falls to the ground. And the baby gets dropped to the floor. And I'm like, oh my God. Don't you dare. <laughs> and the Mandalorian instantly drops and shields the baby with his body. Um, as the ship's, like, being racked around, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> and he picks him up, and he's okay. And everyone forgets about the baby for, for now. They all yep. forget about him, which is good. And he puts him back in the closet. great' right. Because that's where the baby, li- that's where babies belong, apparently. It, the babies belong in the closet. <laughs> this is some, like at least he's not he's in the closet all that's missing is him living under the stairs and it's like (laughs) right but little orphan boy who can do magic little orphan boy who has magic living in a closet coincidence I think not when it's Harry Potter yeah you're a wizard baby (laughs) (laughs) you're a wizard baby um and then we see um so they like Do the stupid plan? They land. They get in, and then, like, surprise! They're droids. And (laughs) yeah, well, the ship was only supposed to be manned by droids, right? Yeah, and then they and like, like, Zero doesn't give them a warning. He just like lands, and he's like, (laughs) "Oh, we're here. Get out!" And um, and you know how Mando feels about droids, so he just goes like bonkers on these droids. Um, it was very funny, though, because they get out, and then they're like, here come the droids. All of a sudden, Mandalorian's not there anymore, and they're just like, where'd he go? And then he turns the corner behind the droids, comes and walks this way, and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> and, like, slices their ankles and all this kind of cool fighting. And you know, it's really cool, and they're like, damn. <laughs> he's in trouble for a hot second there. Though, oh, yes, and he then is. Everybody's just like, no, stay back. <laughs> like, No. And, like, you know, that's where, like, you're, like, okay, like, I really, again, I hate these guys. But he well, and we talk guy. about how, like, Mando keeps getting his butt kicked, mm-hmm. which is true, but I think it's also, I, I don't know, I think it also goes to show that you can get your butt kicked but still be a yeah like, world-class warrior, like. He's, he's not, not invincible perfect. yeah he's not perfect he's like, still like you know like vader no one can touch me i am right invincible yeah no he's not that at all and so i appreciate that because it's not like this yeah. you know, dignified untouchable no like literally this guy was rolling around in the mud a few episodes ago so it's like what? you know it's it's funny it's it, and it's very human right and they continue their walk through the prison block go to the control room and whoops there's an actual person there matt lanter is there (laughs) and there's a person and mandalorian instantly is like whoa no 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 i was told that there would only be droids on this ship no one said anything about there being people in here and he gets visibly freaked out he's like no no we're not doing this and the other i forgot his name again what's his name well, Mayfield. Yeah. Mayfield. Gotta <laughs> remember that. Mayfield's like, no, um, just shoot him and be done with it. Like, you know, we can't have him, you know, here alive while <laughs> we're trying to do what we're doing. And Guy ends up pulling out a distress beacon thing that he has. All he has to do is press the button and the New Republic will come flying to his rescue in 20 minutes. <laughs> make sure to specify that that can happen in 20 minutes but um anyway correct (laughs) and it they um have like this standoff there for a while because mandalorian's like no we are not killing this guy and he turns around and he's actually talks to the guy and he's like what's your name and like you know he's like okay he's like i need you to put the talking very calmly trying to talk the new republic guard down and make him cooperate because again nando's just like he doesn't want to kill this guy and everybody else is like well why not you know and it's eventually it ends up being all of a sudden you see this knife go in his chest and the guy falls to the floor and it was zeon and he just like (laughs) and i was like i Okay. You, you did that. <laughs> you did that. And Mando did not like that. Um, but there's something I mean, he can do about it. Right. So they do. And then that. what happens? Lo and behold, <laughs> he already pushed the button. <laughs> yep. So that what like, that did. <laughs> and they end up getting out of there and find the cell block where their prisoner is being kept at and it ends up being zion's brother um and they get him out and there ends up being i don't remember they-, they end up locking yeah just turning- like shove him in and then yeah, lock it they turn on him they shove the mandalorian in the prison gate thing and they lock it and they leave they're just like bye. Like, ha -ha. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, we got him and, no. (laughs) That doesn't happen. And this guy is so smart. Like, he thinks so well on his feet just, like, so quickly and is able to figure out, okay, I need to get one of these prison guards over here. He gets his, like, extension cable thing, pulls him in towards him, cuts the arm off, takes the arm, takes a little spoke thing, and then unlocks it from the inside. And how do how do you activate the connector thing without being a droid? I don't know. Maybe like they, you know, he like made it spin. Yeah, I don't know. I think he had like he hot wired it. I think in the back, like with the arm, the circuitry. Fair. I think that's what he did. That works. Um. Yeah, and then this is where this sequence. These, I think, it's like ten minutes of this is just so my heart is in my throat because this whole time because here we all of a sudden it goes back pans back to the ship and then the baby has unlocked his hiding space and the droid hears him in the ship and is just like what's going on what's back there and like it's just keep it keeps going back and forth between what's happening on the prison control thing and then on the ship basically the whole time the baby is hiding from hiding from the droid and it's like it's like they're playing hide and seek (laughs) hide and seek but you can tell the baby is just like he knows better he's like I'm not gonna just walk out and like, like no I'm hiding like he knows something's up and he kills the droid Actually, because no, he gets no, no. Mando does because Mando. he gets through most of the kid. Yeah, like that's at the end. Though. I know, but it's yeah. just like they play. He sur- the kid survives until the end. Oh yeah. There's this droid chasing with a gun, but the kid survives until Mando can get there and protect him, which I thought was funny that he was just like, Wee, so, you can't catch me." <laughs> it was so funny. It was so cute. And back on like the the control center ship thing, the um, Mandalorian ends up cornering the devronian in the control center area and is i thought that he got uh cut in half <laughs> but he did yo babe. okay so wait can we talk about that um So yeah. oh, we watch him supposedly take down the entire rest of the crew mm-hmm. we see him we think, crushed the Deveronian in the door. Yep. After being beat up pretty mm-hmm. severely, um, speaking of, you know, the De- De- Devronian was giving him so much crap for being small. Yeah. Um, he gets his butt kicked by mm-hmm. the Deveronian, and then we see him, um, what does he do to the... He burns them too. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, apparently immune to fire. It's so funny, my dad... That's fine. He's like, my dad pointed out. He's like, you know what? He looks like a devil. And yeah, I'm Deveronians sure Devonians are, are immune to fire. Fire resistance. <laughs> so he's like, hmm well, Um I think not. And then he got gets into a knife fight with um the with Dion. And what does he do to Mayfield? Um we don't see, right? I don't think we see. Um, it is. We don't actually see oh, anyone Oh, 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 oh that, that sequence though with Mayfield was so funny. My friend compared it to I think something, a scene, the hallway scene in like The Shining or something like that. Oh, um, right, because he yeah. like times the strobe of the light to It was so cool. I was screaming. I was like, oh yeah here he comes. <laughs> Made me so happy. I'm like you get what you deserve. And I thought he killed everybody. Yeah, we think it looks like he kills everybody, and he's all, um, you know, being all scary and stuff. But then at the end of the episode, we find out that he did not kill anyone. He didn't kill a single thing, besides the droid. Besides the droid. So, you know, for him being a bounty hunter, he doesn't kill that many people. Well, because it's, okay, he's changed a lot, because from where we see him in the first episode, he kills two people instantly. Just right there on the spot in the bar. Right. Like, and then, if, and it wasn't even that big of a deal. And then here, he doesn't kill anybody. So he's changed character development-wise a lot. Yeah, he has. Um, and it's because of the awesome. baby. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It's because of baby. And he's gotten he, shocked. He's gotten shot, Which is, it. I mean, and it's, but it's, it's even more impressive. Isn't it easier to not kill then kill. I mean, it he goes through the effort of, of imprisoning them. Yeah. Instead of just killing them all on the spot, which he could have done. And he finishes um, the mission as it was supposed to have been done. He delivers the prisoner back to where the prisoner was supposed to be delivered to. Right. Um, which is hilarious because he booby traps it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all in all, I mean, the basic sum of the story is He joins this job with these random people. Mm -hmm. They stab him in the back. He escapes, stabs them in the back. (laughs) Yeah. Brings back his prisoner to collect his bounty, drops him off, and then rigs rigs a tracking device on the prisoner to have the New Republic show up. Mm Mm-hmm. And New Republic just blows him up because he knew they would send their gunship after him. Mm-hmm. So he knew that the New Republic would be on the defensive. Yeah, and, he knew something was up. And yeah, so he gets his money. He kills literally everyone. Well, no, he imprisons literally he imprisons everyone. Everyone. Does I mean, he go. Probably. I mean, do the people in the hangar die? Maybe. Yeah, because everything gets blown up. So. So they, you know. And then we see our friendly X-Wing pilots. I also like f- it's our first like X-Wing, X-Wing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he flies away with Baby. And he gives him the little ball off the end of the... He unscrews it and gives him the little ball. He has money now. Go buy him a toy. I know, right? Like, come <laughs> <Like>, on. You <can't. laughs> have be a better a dad than that. My cat has more, more toys than you do. <laughs> go buy him a toy and buy him a proper bed. Um... So, yeah, I mean, that's basically the sum of it. It was a wild episode. And, like, it it was, it was weird to me how little I liked the character, but how much I liked the episode. Mm-hmm. And that was the point. To like, these people are awful. <laughs> yeah, to end up rooting for it. It shows, like, the difference. And I was talking to uh, my good friend, um, Jonah Murray from Wookiee mm-hmm. gunner and geeky bubble pod and we were discussing like the differences between his interactions with these people versus what we see when he's with another large group of people in episode four where he's on Sorgan, and it's a really big difference because it's ju- they're very clearly juxtaposed against each other you have all these bounty hunters all these people in this episode who are extremely they are what the mandalorian is supposed to be he yeah very nasty um vile just cruel people and it clearly shows that he is not like that anymore right on here and then versus what you see him as on Sorgon. Um, this beautiful lush planet and then you see him interact with Kara who is not also she's not also like these people that we see on here she's not you know vile mean disgusting nasty they are and you know they actually you know they they talk to each other and it's like we were discussing uh, Mandalorian and his history with the lady friends that he has and it's (laughs) like well we are both extremely invested in Omera, oh, we love her a lot and we really want her to come back. And talking in terms of the differences that we see when he interacts with her versus um, Zion in this episode, it's like, wow, like, dude, it's so different and they're they're show i feel like they're showing you this on purpose because again and jonah marie pointed out it's like it reinforces the idea that it takes a village to raise a child right and we see that huge difference that's not community that's not people gelling together versus where Omera literally tells them you know you guys you fit right in you know on the village like that and it's like he belongs but he doesn't feel like he does versus where he's over here trying to still fit into that lifestyle and it doesn't work with him anymore so it's like this it's the reforming process you know that we keep talking about um that he's going through of being reforged and thanks to this child you know that he's found and it's like he's like a puzzle piece that doesn't quite fit anywhere yet. we'll see how he ends up at the end of the season, but I feel like that progression is gonna, cause we, we have another season of Mandalorian. gonna yes. come out. So it makes you wonder how far that they're gonna take this um, in terms of his character. I do wonder if we'll see him as in a more stable state at the end of this season, or if that's just gonna continue on in the next thing. I feel like that has to be kind of finished off somehow this season, cause we've talked about it so much. But how does it, how does what does that look like? Does that look like him finding a home? Does that look like him? It could be a lot of different things, but I really think... how I mean, what what would have to happen for him to officially make the child his responsibility? Okay. so there's two things which I keep thinking about. From day one, it's been about the child and the mask. And I think that the end of this season is going to be not him literally finding a home, but the child is like, it's the child, it's his boy. That's all it's known as. And I really feel like there might be some sort of moment where it's not just the child, not his boy. It's it's this still kind of distancing that he's having, you know, because it's it doesn't have a name, the baby. And I feel like it would be really cool if that was tied up with like some sort of, Type of naming, type of thing that they would possibly have for him. And then also, I feel like at the end of this season, um, that the Mandalorian will unmask and it will be for the child, or the child will take it off of him or something like that. Because of course, what's it like on his head. It, I think so. He'll be like, you know, take it off like that. And then he'll, he'll take it off. And I think because it started with that. And I think it has to end with that. Mm-hmm. And for it to make sense. As far as, oh, go ahead. All I keep saying in my head is, and the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's very, it's very important. And then talking in terms of like a literal, you know, home and like stability to keep talking about, we see this baby in these situations where a child should not be in. And even he said it himself in episode four, he's like traveling with me. That's no life for a kid. And I agree (laughs) and it's been rough and the baby's hasn't gotten hurt yet but I mean it's I'm scared for these next two well I mean that's not entirely true this baby's been a little traumatized that's what I'm saying I'm saying it hasn't been like serious yet like every disasters have been avoided he's been okay for the most part but there's definitely some stuff that shouldn't happen and right. did because he was with him and I feel like there has to be some sort of but sort but of, if well, he had been go ahead. T- delivered to where he was supposed to be what would happen to him then right you know so it's there has to be some sort of stability achieved at the end of this season I feel like because this whole time it's been them on the run and it's been because of the tracking the bounty on the child and now it's become the bounty on the Mandalorian right that has to be resolved somehow not at the end of this season. So, I mean, and again, it's soon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Two more episodes. Um, so hopefully, I mean, I, I don't, I hate to disagree with you, but something tells me that it's going to be not resolved until next season. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, this is not a lot of time to wrap it up. Right. Also, but- they they're trying to get people to make your subscriptions, right? And I know there's okay. So here's my thing because Dave Filoni has a hand in this. I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna be a two parter. Um, these last two episodes, I feel mm-hmm. like they will be. uh You know, because season finale, and Dave has never failed to disappoint with <laughs> the finales that he's given us, and <sighs> questions have been wrapped up. Uh, in in those series but at the same time it's different because those have been series that have been much longer and with a lot more characters a lot more action going on yet that still is able to be wrapped up here you only pretty much have two storylines that need to be wrapped up so i feel like they could feasibly do that but like what about like (laughs) but what about next season yeah yeah. i mean what's the plot gonna be i mean is the child gonna be part of the next season I would... I mean, unless the, he finds another place for the child to live. I would think so. I mean, um, I, I, from a marketing standpoint, they need to keep this child around. Yeah, I would agree. And but, a lot of people are speculating. He drops him off at Luke's new Jedi Temple <laughs> Um, that, at the end of the mm, season. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that. it could. What if... Are there any odds at all of the child ending up in episode nine i don't think so because okay. i i think so what happens that it, he he has child. Been, yeah he's not in episode nine so what happens to the child because that's not that far after this i mean it's 25 years after this yeah so i feel like he'll be a plot point for the next story too for the next season um, um not necessarily a plot point i'd say not not as I wouldn't say not as central. I feel like it... Uh, there's another thing, too, that hasn't really been wrapped up or addressed is the baby's force powers itself that he has. Because we don't even see... Nobody else, as far as we know, knows that the child has this power. Like, I mean, the droid does, but then he... Got killed. Yeah, he got killed. Um, I like how baby like looked at his hand. Like, did I just do that? <laughs> oh, that was my dad. <laughs> okay, dad. <laughs> I was trying. It was so cute. He's like, okay, my last stand. <laughs> I can do this, <laughs> but now it ends up being ends up being dad. Um, but yeah, they. I feel like I've several things need to be addressed in these last two episodes. The tracking and the bounty on the baby and the mandalorian and the force powers the baby has i feel like those definitely need to be addressed before this season ends and hopefully it will i mean we have two so we're probably just going to do one more i mean we don't know if we're going to do another episode on wednesday probably not right we're gonna try I think. it depends um, on what wednesday's episode looks like so yeah. they're releasing the episode on wednesday because episode nine comes out on friday obviously yes um so we're gonna see what that looks like if it's something that isn't resolved maybe we'll wait until the next one um or if it's a complete episode we'll try to fit it in right um we're gonna try to release a lot of content this week it's gonna be a big week for star wars so yeah um also we're gonna try to talk about the kylo ren comic too so who knows <laughs> what we talk about you guys are just gonna get like 17,000 notifications (laughs) Um, we already have an episode out from yesterday uh me and Tammy got the chance to talk Rise of Skywalker spoiler edition yes Um, I was not anywhere near that don't tell me anything about it but go listen to it (laughs) yeah yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of good discussion and a lot of good points that were if you don't want to listen to it don't worry that's fine we're gonna have another discussion hopefully no we will have another discussion uh pre-Rise of Skywalker non-spoiler edition um, hopefully, with all of our all the co-hosts on at the same time. Because your girl does not do spoilers. I have succeeded so far. I have five days. I can do it. <laughs> we uh, like spoilers given to us. <laughs> I have not even watched the most recent TV spot. So. Oh girl. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Ooh. Um, I'm. Yep. So. It's good. <laughs> we we have a lot to. I mean, and it I'm. It's gonna be. Luckily, I have this group of women to talk to these things about. So we can hopefully make some connections between Mandalorian and Episode Nine. We can make connections between lots of things. And Um, there's a lot going to be a lot to talk about post Episode Nine because, you know, a whole movie is coming out. Uh, A whole movie. Think about this. This is going to be, you know, 11% of the. the Skywalker Saga. <laughs> like this is, this is a huge chunk of Star Wars. It really is. And it's wrapping up nine entire films and a few extras. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, God. My brain hurts just thinking about it. I might be dead. We might all be dead. Who knows? We may Who just... Who knows? <laughs> you might not get anything from us anymore. <laughs> we may just be gone. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm really excited. And Me again, too. you'll hear from us again before episode yes. nine comes out. So go ahead and I think that's all we had to say for, for this episode yeah I think so um, as always thank you guys for listening we are we're, we're excited um, very excited it's, it, it's Mandalorian's been a been a ride so it it's really interesting to see how it's going to pan out but um, yeah if you guys have any thoughts don't hesitate to reach out to us um, we're trying to be a bit more active on Facebook Um we are Women of the Wheels on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, obviously. I'm Meg, Meg Pen. She's Nettie underscore Nerf Herder, But we are not on Twitter, so don't talk to us there. I actually <laughs> am. Uh, I make- th- wait, you were supposed to go offline yesterday. <laughs> I was? Whoops. <laughs> um, Nettie is, oh, she, yeah. yep, yep. I'm or, going offline after the premiere. I just want to see the stuff leading up to it. And then after, I'm off. I'm off. Um, I got that's to. Great. I was on Hollywood Boulevard at four o'clock in the morning on Saturday um, for Grace. a pen release with my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we got to see them build the red carpet. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've seen um, pictures online. So that's gonna be fun. We will talk to you guys. Be back very soon. Yep. Um, so go ahead, signing off. Um, I'm Nettie. I'm Megan. And we will see you guys next time. May the be with you all. Bye. We'll see you, bye.